0: Cobain died you told me John Lennon died earlier
1: so this is you got any more bombs it's a rough day
0: <laughs> guys Adolf Hitler just died <laughs> apparently his wife murdered him because his, his music was too commercialized was- <laughs> wait I'm getting my best force no, mixed Lennon. up <laughs> <laughs>
2: Adolf Hitler was um, killed Because somebody Red Catcher in the riot
0: Told him to do it
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Alright well Let those uh, <laughs> Coco Bay killed Six million Jews Sorry uh, <laughs> yeah, That was our, Walt
0: with Disney all,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> With all of our suicide And anti-Semitic jokes Out of the way So This is the big one. The fat, bold four letters that affect nearly every single video game on the market today. I'm Randall Beatrice, and on this episode of Hot Button, we're going to talk about the history and founding of the Entertainment Software Ratings Board, better known as the ESRB. That's what that stands for? Yeah, the (laughs) ESRB.
2: Okay. That's what I mean. That's what I call it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> a, uh, a self-regulated organization that assigns age and content ratings to video game releases all across the North Americas. This board has already been a regular friend and foe of this show for many episodes already. So we thought it was about time to uh, inform listeners on just where this group came from and why.
0: So excited for this! Yeah, this waitin'. is a,
1: this is gonna be a good. One. I don't
0: know anything about them. <laughs> no,
1: and this will other probably. Then they're an
0: authority, and I hate authority.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, that's true. And this is uh, but they, well, I mean, it's better than the alternative. <laughs> there's one author authority, and then there's another authority. Yeah, <laughs> the bigger one. Yeah, capitalism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the other the, that's that's just a full Hot Button. They're not a friend. But this is probably gonna be multi parts. We're gonna see where this goes. I'm here as always with Austin Blakesley uh-huh. and Chris Anatoino. What? What up. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Alright, we're gonna jump this story right in.
2: Is probably the most well-known story it I is, think yeah. we've covered so far. A lot of people know about the, what you'll get to, but a lot of people know about the Mortal Kombat and Night Trap yes. shit. Yes.
1: Yeah, but it actually goes deeper There's and lot, funnier It's a, a lot that. deeper than yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> this is almost like the definition of what our show is. It's like, this has pretty much been a topic that we've been sitting on now for like almost a year, months, or whatever, how long it was. Hell yeah. But uh, before we can get into kind of where the ESRB themselves, we're gonna jump all the way back in time to the early years and discuss like some of the first real controversy surrounding video games and as we're long as we're talking ten,
0: was... twelve thousand BC.
1: <laughs> and as long as there have been video games, there have almost always been controversies. It did not take long. No, of course um, not.
2: There have been controversies since those two lines bouncing
1: games. a ball around are
0: racist. <laughs>
2: Yeah, why they gotta be wait lines?
1: <laughs> so we're gonna start our story actually in in 1973. That's how far we're gonna go back. Holy shit! Yeah. So
0: we really are talking about video games that you, are you're just
1: already, you're already dropping stuff. It's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: I'm a mess, dude. Just keep
1: going. <laughs> So one of the f- first controversial releases uh, in arcades was a game called Gotcha. Have you ever heard of this? No. You, you, should, look up, uh, also, you should look up a picture of this on the internet. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, <what laughs> it's, it's, see, way, you, you see is, what I did there? All right, so this game's by Atari, and before I tell I you, it it, or it was released by Atari, and before I tell you what it was, I want you to tell me what you think it is by the picture.
2: <laughs> that's a board game called Gotcha, and then there's a picture oh. of some douchebags. Oh, that's... Oh, no. Oh. <laughs>
0: I'm going to so a a, yeah. <laughs> go with it's rape game. I'm going to go with uh, you grind uh,
1: this person against their this will. This one just says
2: the boob game. Yes. <laughs> okay. uh, they
1: made mo- they made an arcade game where the the two joysticks were modeled to look like boobs. Oh my god. God yeah. bless the and 70s. You, you, and you you held on to the boobs to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> it was not but it was not a financial success. Uh. Oh whoa! You, you, are you kidding me? <laughs> there were a lot of our kids that refused to to carry it, but it wasn't until it tired the- of watching Vietnam on the television, <laughs> come grab some boobs. <laughs> But the first real game to like actually get major pushback was a game called Death Race in 1976. That one I know. Yeah, I don't know how much affiliation with the movie it is. It was yeah, i seen a, that um, movie.
0: Uh, was that? Oh, the Jason Statham It's a good, it's a good yeah. movie. Yeah, I like that movie. There's it's guns on much, the cars. It's an
1: R-rated Mario Kart. They literally drive over the tiles. Oh, and yeah. When I, uh,
0: the only highlight oh. from... Might be the best video game oh, movie. Trash movie. game <laughs> series, Far Cry. Um, The newest one, the only highlight was that oh, you wait, had a the car... With guns on the roof, and yeah. I would drive around shooting things, and I was like, "This is like death race. Yeah. This is cool." <laughs> so Other than that, Far Cry. Yeah. Which one? Are you talking about five? Oh, all of them. Oh, they're I, all trash. No,
1: they're not. They're yeah. great. games. Right. I, I genuinely two. love Far Cry. Okay, maybe
0: two. I enjoyed two. Far Cry Three is one of the best games I think ever made. Three and
1: four, you kidding me? three and four are so good. I'm out. I like five too. So Death Race later on, I think that game Carmageddon kind of took some inspiration from this. But the funny thing is the game looks like it's clearly outdated, but it's it's a, a, a top down game where you drive around a field and you run over little gremlin characters and then they turn into gravestones when you run them over. And that's quick. The artwork on the game kind of looks like Iron Maiden's like, cover art of oh, their albums. Fantastic. It's like a bunch of screaming skeletons and, on like doom buggies. Dude, right? But, video game
0: art used to be so amazing when yeah. it all had to be hand-drawn.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was The arcade cabinet for this looks hilarious. I think the um, the, the title or like the name Death Race was made in bones I'm oh, pretty sure. A. Um fucking so, A. So once this game was out there you, there were actually like the news reports started of like our video games corrupting our youth? And that's is when Advocate Ronnie Lamb That was in Lamb 1976. 1976.
0: Video games are corrupting our youth. <laughs> yeah. Not a war of attrition <laughs> Wait, you, yeah. that had lasted 10 years <laughs> no. in a uh, South Pacific no, of course country. Not. No, it was no. games.
1: Wait, is that a picture? Yeah. <laughs> the arcade cabinet? <laughs> That's
2: so cool looking. Yeah, right? It's, it's right. a bunch of like Grim Reapers riding looks like muscle
1: something, cars. It looks like something uh, our roommates would think. It looks,
2: like, be looks <laughs> like Rad Castlevania is what <laughs> it looks like.
1: So it wasn't too long after this that Advocate Ronnie Lamb appeared on the Phil Donahue show which I later find out he's still alive. Which which one, Phil Donahue or Ronnie Lamb? Phil Donahue. I don't know if Ronnie Lamb's still alive. Uh, To to propose regulations on arcades, Texas actually, and I didn't know this, Texas became the first and only state to limit hours on patrons while other towns in Georgia, Rhode Island, New Hampshire, New York, California, and Massachusetts attempted to ban video games altogether
0: bunch of liberals. What,
1: and what, are they,
0: what else is there to do and in Texas? Yeah. Not enough video games, turn them off. You got <laughs> dust to sweep off the porch. Like,
1: what <laughs> the fuck else is there to, are to do? These arcades were pinball machines, too. Yeah, you got <laughs> yeah. D-
0: dust
2: to sweep off the porch and, and profiling.
1: <laughs> so there were hearings on these game regulations, and they lost. They ruled in favor of video game companies. Good. So, yeah. yeah. No shit. Yeah, of course. So we're gonna uh, jump ahead a couple years to 1982, and a lot of people probably know about this. This was when there was a company called Mystique that made pornographic games for the Atari 2600.
0: Like the sexy X-Man character?
1: (laughs) They made made a game called Custer's Revenge and two other less familiar games called Beat'em and Eat'em and Bachelor Party
0: these are supposed to be porn related games yes Custer's Revenge you, don't, you never heard of
1: Custer's Revenge <laughs> no
0: by
2: the way if you look up this company it links to the Wikipedia page for pornographic video games really if you yeah. look up Mystique and then you can get the Wikipedia page of all the sex and nudity in video games so ah how much David Cage is on yeah there, just turn this off just start reading <laughs> just read that god, no. <laughs> I scrolled through it pretty quickly and I did see Indigo Prophecy yes. on there. so,
1: <laughs> right, right. so Custer's are oh, god I don't want to describe Custer's Revenge because it's really great. you don't have
2: to we can talk about It's basically... Look it up if you're interested in home, (laughs) I guess. You play a U.S. Army soldier. I...
1: Is and the soldier, idea is maybe? to
2: rape an Indian girl, I mean,
1: uh, a Native what American woman fuck? who is yeah. tied to a cactus, and yes. you, you dodge arrows from the sky. Yeah, and you get how you get points. Yep. I mean, it's it's really crude looking, obviously, because it was in '82. But it and it's a terrible fucking game. Like, beat em and eat em is oh, is it? Yeah, um, beat him and eat em is literally a game where you play a guy at the top of the screen ejaculating on a woman pixel character. They have to control around to eat the. Uh, yeah, these were <laughs> I, Chris is losing his mind right now. Oh no. My computer. I actually don't, the fuck. Yeah, I actually don't know much about Bachelor Party.
0: All right, uh, so far, I'm on the side of regulating <laughs> video games now if
1: this is happening. Uh, all three games, especially Custer for obvious reasons, condemned by nearly all outlets, resulting in not only a ban in Canada, but lawsuits that eventually led to the company to declare bankruptcy. So Mystique no longer run
0: yeah, so good. They yeah. couldn't make money to buy mustache oil anymore because you know every person who worked at that company had a big mustache.
1: <laughs> I, I I remember reading somewhere that they actually brought Custer's Revenge to like a conference where people were advocating for rights for Native Americans or something. It was it's really awful. <laughs> like yeah, wow. yeah, they, but. Okay, ready? Uh, ready.
2: Before you move on, here's the description of that bachelor party game. Is it
1: it worse than that? uh, I already have to apologize for my mom for describing all of these. (laughs) The (laughs) game
2: is a simplified version of Breakout, where the ball is made to look like a nude man, and the bricks are made to look like nude women. The man bounces back and forth horizontally rather than vertically. On the left, he is repelled by a woman with whom he collides and subsequently eliminates from play or by the opposing wall, and on the right, a paddle, said to be a container of the aphrodisiac Spanish fly in the manual, returns the depleted bachelor back to the room full of women.
0: (laughs) Okay, so,
1: (laughs) then the video game crash happens.
0: (laughs) Do you think it has anything to do with those horrible gets, video
1: games? It, it does have to do because the, so the funny thing is, it's like these games were available on home console, which is yeah. the first time this stuff was brought oh. out of arcades too.
2: Second version of the game titled Bachelor Party also exists. It has no difference in gameplay except for having the game sprites reversed. So equality.
1: Yeah, pretty progressive. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> pretty progressive.
1: You know what? I forgive they were them. In the road. I forgive Good, them. You should. Yeah, yeah. warriors. Over, uh, over at over at mystique. The video game crash happens in what would you say around eighty three? Yeah. Okay, so not too long after this, they buried
2: um, a bunch of ET cartridges in the
1: desert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Starburst wrappers. I, I told Randy, I was it, like,
2: it, "How it, have we not thought of doing an episode on the video, on the video game, video game crash? crash?"
1: We will do that. At we some will home. eventually. That shitty home yeah. version of Pac Man as well. Yeah. There was yeah. a lot. The, like there was a lot of bad games on the Atari twenty six hundred. There was a lot of good games too, but the thing is, like, there was not a lot of. I don't want to use the word regulation because I'm going to be using that a lot today, but there was pretty much no it, filter for it. It was kind of like Steam now. Yeah. Like so, that's what led to the crash. like it's, Yeah, I mean,
0: think, it was like this
1: big, oh, Yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody like, video games were hot. Then, exactly. Uh, but 1985, Nintendo brings us all back with the release of the Nintendo Entertainment System, the NES.
0: Can't believe Nintendo saved us from a dystopia.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Think about the, the world we could have lived in if they didn't come back swinging with that that beautiful little box games in general become much more marketed to kids at this point and invade the toy scene good Uh, graphics and gameplay advance so I'm just instead of raping a Native American
0: woman (laughs) now uh, they're raping my Italian culture by forcing a plumber (laughs) to jump over hurdles he's from Brooklyn just to have sex with his wife technically I'm pretty sure but um wait no this is before that he was dodging barrels
1: and attacking he was uh, jumping at this
2: point like the Drake song so
1: meanwhile as video games are starting to like I don't I don't remember how many million copies of Mario or how many million consoles the NES with that thing was was flying flying off the shelves shooting through the charts but we're gonna actually like flip over to the music industry for a moment because in round I think this is 1986 so a year after the NES that's when the parent research center led by Tipper Gore successfully lobbied federal legislators resulting in the parental advisory program for music that that hot label that you see on uh, that I got
2: a note here If I ever become a pro Smash player, I'm going to play only Marth, and my name's going to be Tipper Gore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. I, uh... (laughs) So, so Nintendo uh, responded to this parental advisory program for music by introducing their own mm. Nintendo Seal of Quality, so that offensive as well as pirated games would not be associated with their brand. Oh, because
0: uh, uh, so Nintendo had that interesting. They did. That's kind yeah. of like the first brick laid of this kind of
1: like kind of wall of, of Nintendo brand. And the way brand. they did it was fascinating. Because did any of you guys have an NES growing up? Um, no, I had a Sega. So my you know the, the you <laughs> know those gray cartridges, right? <laughs> Shut up. You know, you know those gray cartridges, right? Yeah. Have you ever seen like black ones that are like mm-hmm. slow? Yeah. They say um, a lot of them were made by Tension. Was one? Those were unofficial because Nintendo had uh, regulations against companies making more than f- really, like producing more than five games in a year. They didn't want the same thing to happened to the, the Atari 2600 that happened yeah, to the Yeah, just a bunch of garbage yeah. being... And that's, that's so, a good philosophy. It is, but too. a lot of companies got around it. Like, Square, Capcom, and Konami all had secondary... They just started new companies and would just release games. Like, the original Metal Gear is not technically labeled as Konami. It's labeled by their affiliate. Yeah. So, like, the, what's funny is, like, those Tengen games that were, like, we ported Super Sprint to home console and stuff like that didn't have the Nintendo Seal of Quality. Yeah. So, if, if any of those games came out that had anything offensive on them, like, I think there was a game on any called Bubble Bath Babes that some <laughs> company made that was like a bubble pop game but it had 8-bit pictures of Nagle Win behind it. And Nintendo would be like, hey, it doesn't have a seal on it. Like, we had nothing to do with this.
0: That's pretty cool for them. I think they're trying to like get out in front of, obviously, already knowing that regulation's coming. Yeah, totally. But also, it kind of shows you that they've always kind of been reclusive. Yeah. There was a like,
1: chip in the original NES. It wasn't in the NES 1 or 101. They reissued called the 10 NES chip and it was a little chip it was to stop uh, pirated cartridges from getting played. When you when hmm. people were selling those cartridges, it's like, we put 100 games on it or yeah. something. Like, those like they wouldn't play. Well, you no can get
0: was... them now and play, like, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, did,
1: yeah. <laughs> so Nintendo introduces their seal of quality. Sega later used this tactic as well. I don't remember what their seal was called, but, like, because bootlegging and pirating wasn't as big on the Genesis, but they did have, like, a their own thing that was, like, this is Sega brand stuff. And,
0: yeah, I had a Genesis. Is that what you said, also? Yeah, I had a yeah. Genesis. Yeah. yeah. Well, plastic. He, clunk oh, it was thing. called the the official. Official. Par- I didn't know
1: your parents hated you guys. Yeah, yeah. It was, That's what she I said. Slam oh. Sonic <laughs> into the top of it.
2: That <laughs> so was called the official Sega seal of quality. Yes. Okay.
1: Yes, yeah, so and no, so. very oh. similar
0: to the official <laughs> Nintendo
1: seal of quality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So one year later, 1987. This is when Chris's favorite, Leisure Suit Larry, yeah. <laughs> and the Land of the Lounge Lizards hit the market.
0: What a bad uh, name.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a representative from the Software Publishers Association was asked about the suitability of a film-like rating system for video games after like some controversy about that broke through, just by the way you never actually saw anything explicit. He responded with, and I love this quote, this is the head of the uh, SPA, Adult computer software is nothing to worry about. It's not an issue that the government wants to spend any time with. They just got done with a big witch hunt in the music recording industry and they got absolutely nowhere. And regardless to Tipper Gore's near useless program. <laughs> Damn. That guy is amazing. Like but this is true. 1987.
0: It's not near useless. The parental advisory thing was a big fucking they deal for No, it
1: was a huge deal, but it didn't actually stop kids from listening to No shit. Yeah. It just made it cooler it, to listen exactly, to that, that, that shit. exactly That was the problem. It made it more Arguably, appealing. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cuz I mean like the first uh, record I ever bought had that on it. Yeah, you know exactly. like it's just like and then they would show those on MTV at late at night like those old those late night blocks. Uh, I'm you
0: know. surprised that the first thought it was actually actually to make it more like a movie rating system than it was to just slap just say just one or the other this is yeah exactly mm-hmm. like to the idea to have like a tiered system is kind yeah. of like a nice like that's weird that they didn't look at music as entertainment in the same way they looked at video games no. at that point yeah it,
1: it, it, video, I mean video games were not as respected at this point but like it, it is really nuts that these conver- I didn't know these conversations went this far back most yeah. people assume like everything kind of started in the 90s yeah which is where we are now because um, the new fight of against Games because there was a couple quiet years in between uh, the you know that and now well not now but where we are in the 90s here in our story and this is when like counterculture started to get big in the early to mid 90s like it, like a lot of cynical you know like you know what I mean like with the popularity of like edgy cartoons like Ren and Stimpy and Beavis and yeah. ButtHead uh, you had shock rock musicians like Marilyn Manson kind of breaking through Satanic you know, you, the, Panic the, uh, time, the Satanic Panic the, the rise of ho- hip hop yeah. man I'm so tripping <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: What you got, hey, jazz kids (laughs) listening to some (laughs) hiss-pop? go away old
1: fan but this is when there was uh, the war on culture kind of began and, and simultaneously this is when video games even started to break more into the mainstream like competition like it wasn't just Nintendo anymore
2: good thing we got over that war on culture and everybody
1: so like now it's funny because you, this is where around the start of time you see a huge rise in video game publishers and developers and yeah. the, the, it became a it started to become a viable business because like you had a lot of cigar chomping people who still didn't no jack shit about games. Who were like just wanted to make money, but then, now you started to get artists that really wanted is to. That like, a dig do on- yeah,
0: Noah's Arcade was looking for advertising <laughs> on local television. Is that a dig on Italians? The cigar chomping? <laughs>
1: no, why is Italians known for? Are Italians known for smoking cigars?
0: Yo, shout out to the four people in laughing at my Wayne's World reference right now. <laughs> <laughs> also, wait, did you say something racist about Italians? Yeah, he did. me. <laughs> yeah,
1: wait, what did
2: I say? Something about cigars. I don't know. I, no, I, I I didn't hear you, but I took a I'm also it.
0: Italian. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> the Council of Italians denies you your
1: citizenship. <laughs> All right, so this is when uh, the, I'd say the first big pull point in our story that most people are familiar with. Midway's Mortal Kombat uh, it Incredible hits our kids, yeah, and it becomes the most played arcade game of 1992. Kids are flocking to our kids to play this game. A year later, in '93, Acclaim announces a home console version for the Super Nintendo and, and the Genesis, along with a $10 million campaign to make players aware of this launch. All Holy right. do you remember, shit! Do you remember 10 Mortal 10 Mondays? Million dollars. Yeah. Okay.
2: Side note: You Tell know, you game. know that um, that thing on the internet where it's like I forget what the name of the thing is, but it's like you always thought something was one way because your brain perceived it that way. Yeah, line.
0: totally. What's that called? The, the Mandela effect? effect. The Mandela effect.
2: I always thought a claim was two K's. So it was A K K L A I M. And I thought they did that because <laughs> they started Mortal Kombat or they published Mortal Kombat.
1: <laughs> I, that's weird because in my mind I can picture the, the... Look at, Yeah, look at the logo. The lo- yeah. It looks like two K's. It's not uh
2: it's not K's, it's C's. I was about to make fun of you for spelling it wrong, and then I was the <laughs> idiot. <laughs>
1: So prior to the Does home this more
0: version of Mortal in it
1: <laughs> prior to the home no version of Mortal, Mortal Kombat by the yeah, time no this episode out. comes out too far you know, by the time this drops it's already going to be lost spinning your fidget spinners over there um prior to the home version of Mortal Kombat Digital Pictures releases Night Trap an FMV game published by Sega for the Sega CD now have you guys ever played Night Trap no, it's kind of a piece of crap. I mean, it's. it's... Uh, I've seen it being played. Okay, so you, you switch around on cameras. It's like a, like Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> well, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah kind of, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll get back into this game later to describe it, but it's 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 pretty dumb, but. Did I mean, we just crack open era, a story? Sense. Did we just crack something open? Did yeah, it really steal it? the idea? Bro? <laughs> yeah. And also, there's a third game. Not too many people know about this one, but this game was also a huge uh, influence in this story. Is a game called Lethal Enforcers, which was like a, a light gun game from Konami that came to arcades. And then later, there was a, another home port of this packaged with a big blue plastic revolver controller. Um, I remember those. <laughs> yeah, so th- this this was aimed to come out in '93 as well, like later that year. That's like um, a ta- times, not time. I keep saying time splitters. What's the fucking <laughs> time, time crisis? Time crisis. Time crisis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it looks like that. Here's the funny thing: is uh, Night Trap, Mortal Kombat, and Lethal yo, Enforcers all featured photographs. Like Night Trap was full motion yo, video, like but the Mortal Area Kombat Fifty One Arcade, yes, you yeah, lethal yeah, Lethal Enforcers <laughs> look like that. Nice, uh, a little cruder because I think it predated it. But like, and obviously Mortal Kombat is photos too. When Night Trap was video, but like, all three of these games were. Like, it's, like, real life. <laughs> and all three of these games were released in the same month in October of 92. Like, I mean, the home con versions of these weren't out yet. Well, except Night Trap. But all three of these games were the biggest primary targets in the controversy that would, like, soon ensue. Which is funny, because light gun games existed before that and blah, 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 uh, as well as fighting games. But these were the ones that did it.
0: I have a vivid uh, memory of tying the end of a coat hanger to some yarn and pretending to be Scorpion and trying to grab all sorts of stuff <laughs> at my
1: house. <laughs> just running around your house shouting, <laughs> shouting get over here. Yeah. <laughs>
2: this is a little weird anecdote. The other day we were talking, because the new Resident Evil reboot just came out. Yeah. When this episode is being recorded, I don't know how old it'll Man,
1: be. imagine if they saw that kind of violence back then. Yeah, but or where Mortal Kombat would later go, Jesus. We were talking
2: about all the Resident Evil games made, and there was a light gun game. Dead aim a series of and survival. no, there was a, like a was game a that never came out in the U.S. Oh. because it released around Columbine. To go back to our oh, Columbine episode, okay. and they, they no, they released it in the U.S. but it didn't have a light gun. Oh you just you played think, it with a controller? You played it with a controller? This is something <laughs> I didn't know cuz I that knew It sounds like a nightmare. I knew about Night Trap and Mortal Kombat. I didn't know light guns were involved in this whole thing and and then reading yeah. the script I was like, "Oh, they were actually a big part
1: of yeah, the whole totally. thing." Yeah, totally. And this is after the NES zapper with Duck Hunt and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Hogan's Alley.
0: Such a cool-looking
1: gun. I, I love that. the And, and shit it makes out the, the best that. like commee noise can- de- 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 the big de- spring little inside Yeah, of, yeah. <laughs> It's it's pretty baller.
0: Um, well, I bet you there's a YouTube video. Ten hours of Nintendo's, like, gun.
1: <laughs> That's your uh, SMR. Yeah. So the funny thing is all three of these games had backing from Sega, when only one of them had any support from Nintendo at all. So, like, Sega was much more loose in their policies and branding than their competitors at this point. Consoles like the Mega Drive yeah. were advertising to appeal yeah. much more to adults to allow more mature titles to come to that platform over something like the NES. Sega does what Nintendo don't yeah wait see. They, they sound so angry about that, that like it'll come out later in the story where like I, I, I seriously think some of the jugular hits were from that fucking yeah. advertising which is that's a really crazy what a thing what good
0: advert like that's I'm good. surprised they
1: got away with that's it that's
0: political slam level that, it, it is political slam level that was some that's when left Nintendo fires back like Sega eats cocaine <laughs> advertising in yeah, the yeah, 80s yeah. Yeah. this is Nintendo so these, these- Sega <laughs> Sega pays yeah, it zooms for in. yeah <laughs> It's just like a Sega pours acid on little kids. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nintendo wouldn't do that
0: Nintendo <laughs> Nintendo's only ever poured good wholesome cartridges on little kids. That's the one the from the McRoy brothers thing. When
2: Which they're at one? E3 and Travis just goes, Sega don't do what Nintendo <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm sure Nintendo came up with a sloppy response to that that was probably similar. Yeah. Uh, so these, these lacks are standards. Yeah, more and like, ag-
0: say gay, am I right? <laughs> Nintendo got them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: From that era, I totally believe it. You ever watch like old commercials from the 90s, like Nerf Guns or like Taco Bell? They're insane. It's like the television just yelling at you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that, dog's, uh, that dog's dead.
0: What, the Taco Bell talk? Oh, about no. Yeah.
1: You know what? Yeah. Good. Unpopular opinion. Good. Apparently, apparently, he was hard to work with. Yeah. yeah oh. Like he bit oh, people. An actor oh, actor Chihuahua was hard to work with? Yeah. <laughs> me appointing so you, you pay a dog fucking a Mountain
2: Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I have stuffed animal that dog. What the
1: fuck are we playing? on <laughs> that? He has a sign on <laughs> him that
2: says Yokira
1: Taco Bell. It's pretty dope. <laughs> We need to stop this. All right, so, all right, so, so these Sega's laxer standards and acceptance of these games that Nintendo would pass on led to the launch of things like Techno Cop, Death Duel, and a port of Stormlord.
2: God, I thought, when I was reading this script, I thought you made all three of those up and then, <laughs> and then no, I looked, looked them up in that reel Technocop
1: what a
0: great name what a name. good name for yeah these
1: were Mega Drive games and they were like exploitation video games they're insane and nobody because they weren't popular enough like MK yeah. so like or and, like, so nobody there was not a lot of real pushback about them there was some because they, these later on would give politicians and parents much more ammo to call for these government regulations I'm changing
2: my pro smash brother's <laughs> name from Tipper Gore to <laughs> Technocop <Techno-com?
1: laughs> you can kill kids in that game
0: um, cool <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So even with their edgier attitude, requests to censor these games still surface and were refused by the publisher, thus ending the partnership between them and Sega. A lack of a rating system at this time was actually beginning to hurt everyone on all sides, because now artists are actually starting to be affected. This was when Sega would introduce their own personal rating system for their games, even prior to congressional hearings and release of those home console ports at Lethal Enforcers and stuff like that, in June of 1993— they officially revealed the video game rating council, where every game put out on their platforms would receive either a GA for general audiences, an MA thirteen for mature audiences, or a MA seventeen for adults. Who whose council is this? In made Sega, by? Right? Yeah, it's yeah. made by Sega. Sega. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. It's not I remember like, those. Yes, I remember. It's not those like too. a
0: general, like you know, no, it's no it was government just related. for them. Yeah. And
1: in total, I think that it says that they rated one hundred and seventy three games. Damn, um, so they made a lot through that. Yeah, this timeline was hard to, because I was like frantically taking notes watching a bunch of documentaries here. This may have actually been after the first hearing, but okay. before the company started to collaborate, which we'll get to later. So this might've been the first real response to this to like try and diffuse. Yeah. Like, yeah, this was after the first hearing, but like this this was a pretty vague and an inconsistent system and not much information was ever distributed to press to make parents or consumers aware of its implementation. Although extra warnings were put in the packaging of Splatterhouse 2, and reissues of Time Cop, as well as an edit by them to remove references of an NPC's homosexuality in the US release of Fantasy Star 2. Huh. Yeah. So, panic back then was, yeah. was much more... <laughs> Actually, no. Uh, I apologize. This really is prior to all that stuff. Okay. Yeah, that first yeah, hearing so didn't yeah. yeah, come till the later that year so this really was an early response to all this stuff sorry there's but still a, all it's done a dense yeah. pack of information yeah, still
0: here. all done in-house and probably just kind of like not hurried along but even back then they weren't playing through the entire game and do like, i think they were no, just like no, no. hey just submit us a thing that says what your game's about and we'll just yeah. be like read blah, blah blah oh give it this and you I, know d- I, I don't mean? even
1: know if every game had it at, like for a while like it, it was not enforced yeah. very heavily but, uh, but, yeah, no, I'm so this was not in response to any of the commercial stuff. This was literally, like, this was in response to those, those games. Those games, yeah. Yeah, those first batch of games, which I, I don't have the name of the company on here. I wish I did. There was some interviews that I saw in the documentaries I watched with the— Because, like, the, the edit of Stormlord was very funny because I think one of the fairies in the game is topless. And they're <laughs> like, hey, you got to give that fairy clothes. And he's like, don't censor my art, no. And then they're like, all yeah. right. Uh, and, yeah, that partnership crumbled, and that's when they were like, all right, I guess we have to start to do something. I don't know, but we're going to get to the tipping point here because the funny thing is, like, a lot of this was still very controlled controversy. Like the story of those games and Sega doing their rating system didn't really break out big, like because they didn't yeah. they didn't make anyone really aware. Nintendo
0: had their seal, and everyone else didn't give a shit. It was still exactly. kind of wild westy. It, it, totally, yeah. It's, it's like it's the, still a relatively
1: like, new medium. It's like the Arthur Morgan days. It's like yeah, uh, <laughs> they sort of winding down, but still everything's
0: still outlawed. So yeah, but
1: no, this was this was all still ninety and Night Trap, Lethal Enforcers, and Mortal Kombat all are released. This is when everything hits the market. They're released for the Genesis. MK launches on both the Genesis and the SNES. I hope people aren't offended. I'm going to say SNES. It's just easier to say.
2: I would like you to say Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Yes, Yes, please, every time. Every time. (laughs) So
1: here's here's what's interesting. Night Trap and Lethal Enforcers are both rated MA-17 by Sega, while MK, interestingly enough, is rated MA-13
0: whoopsie yeah.
1: <laughs> Nintendo not wanting the title to affect its family friendly image talking about Mortal Kombat here despite the fact that like you can look on the NES and there, there's still some like you ever played Bionic Commando on the NES? Yeah it's yeah. yeah. insane that's a brutal game <laughs> yeah. you, you blow apart Hitler's face at the end of it <laughs> spoilers um, yeah sorry <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> yeah. way to ruin
0: Bionic Commando for everybody <laughs> who's about to play it but <laughs> Nintendo not
1: wanting MK to, uh, to to affect this they they censored their Super Nintendo port by replacing the red blood with blue sweat and removing evidence of the popular fatalities with less violent finishing moves.
0: Good. At least Mortal Kombat isn't known for fatalities. So, you know. <laughs> so
1: here's the, here's the funny thing, is, uh, and most people, I assume, probably knew this at this point, but while the, the Genesis version was also edited out of the box, a simple cheat code that spelled out Abacab, ABBA Cab, A-B-A-C-A-B-B, which was an, apparently in reference to a, the band's uh, Genesis's album, could be entered via the game's cheat menu... Fucking or, nerds, or being dude. the game's menu to uh, I don't know if there was a cheat menu, but to, in the game's menu to revert it back to its original arcade state, giving all that glorious red blood back, all the yeah. fatalities, people's tearing out spines, pulling hearts, ripping out. open his
0: rib cage and playing the xylophone yeah, yeah, yeah. solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: there was a lot of rib cages. In so the funny thing is, the knowledge of this cheat, which they were not coy about, the cheat was out there, like in in video game magazines, and yeah. like uh, like all over. That's like, hey kids, <laughs> and, and what's interesting is I don't maybe like we talk about it a lot of times, how things like this can affect ratings, and I wonder if they rated it in MA13 because they're like, eh, out of the box, it's...
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah,
1: but Go you ahead. enter in this juicy... This led to much higher sales in the Genesis port over the Super Nintendo port.
0: Because it- of the, ha- the yes. T code, yeah.
1: Uh, it did not become long for that version to be prioritized around circles of gamers and kids and you didn't want the crappy censored kiddie super nintendo version despite the fact that the super nintendo version looked better and ran better because it was just a more powerful hardware but yeah, that genesis port that genesis port you remember when nintendo was,
0: was the bleeding edge of console technology
1: <laughs> Yeah. Here's the funny thing: is like I was I was in that. I, I, was, I was waiting. I look
0: across the room and see our audio guy playing his Nintendo Switch.
1: <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. So it's funny because I was one of those kids too, where like I went over to my friend's house to play it on Genesis because I had a Super Nintendo. Yeah. It, and I was like, I went the lame version. This, this
2: made it so that people wanted to come to my house to play my Genesis <laughs> instead of the other way around for once. Um, so the funny thing is like. Also, NHL '94 was better on Genesis. That's Yo,
1: true. NHL yeah.
2: anything
0: was so good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Nintendo had not just strict policies like uh, it wasn't just for that game. This was for everything at that time of what they would allow on their platforms. Yeah. This also affected localization, games that came over from Japan. Titles like Earthbound, Super Castlevania 4, Zombies Ate My Neighbors, even Mario RPG were all changed for their respective US releases. I think Earthbound is a bunch of wouldn't gnarly Mario shit RPG, in that game. Yeah, Wouldn't Mario RPG had to I be forget. changed? I forget. I know Castlevania, they removed some of the religious uh, In the Japanese st- version, Mario could go to a vending machine
0: and buy you panties, but he couldn't <laughs> in the American version. Zombies and
1: My Neighbor said some swearing in it, I think. I should look up a Mario RPG change, but and I know Earthbound was, that changed a lot of stuff. That's yeah. an insane video game. Anything that could even be considered controversial outside of Japan was to be properly looked at. At this point in time, and this was even before the government stepped in, Nintendo kind of just started to see the writing on the wall of being like, I mean, obviously, they're they wanted to maintain their brand, but they also were just like they feel like this is going to blow up soon. Was,
0: was there a Nintendo? Was there Nintendo America this at this point? Were just... they like high? Were they like did they have like a. Headquarters over here. They had they, to, have they, it. yeah, no, they, yeah. Since the yeah, 80s. they did. Yeah, since probably the 80s. But, yeah.
2: they've had a, they had a Nintendo of America because n- Nintendo power was made by Nintendo. That's what America. I thought. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they had to have been around yeah. for a minute. Which here, that launched so.
1: around the time of 89. That was yeah. Mario Two. Yeah. 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 So the funny thing is, like, Nintendo's always been kind of a conservative company. They've become more lax over the years, but man, this story because the thing is, like, I grew up a Nintendo kid. I loved Nintendo, but man, they they're gonna come off. Like, not great in the story.
0: Mario for the Republican candidate to fight Trump in twenty twenty. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, so so here's the funny thing: is like. <laughs>
0: I'm so proud of that I'm uh, <laughs> just like picturing like a generation of campaign ads
1: <laughs> Mario's the
0: Republican uh, candidate Alright
1: so we're gonna get to This is this is the catalyst for our story Two and party
0: I, system More like Mario party system <laughs> <laughs> can, you can you edit add, all of this out no,
2: actually? No, no, this is staying in there <laughs> Those immigrants are going into pipes And coming out across the border
1: <laughs> No Oh my god And I thought me fucking up the timeline already was going to be the most embarrassing part of this. Fuck Christ. (laughs) Okay, so this is amazing. There's actually very little information out there, but I did find some confirmation that this is indeed true. And wait till you hear this. The catalyst for the ESRB getting created was all because of a man named Bill Anderson. He was shocked after finding footage of the levels of violence featured in Mortal Kombat when doing research after his nine-year-old asked for the game for Christmas. He was apparently so upset that he went to his then-boss at the time, Connecticut Senator... Joe Lieberman. That is how that started. Because you wonder how politicians even came into contact with games. Joe Lieberman, he's not going to arcades and playing Mortal Kombat. No. It wasn't until somebody he worked with brought... He's like, yo, you got to see this shit. We got to do something. And that's how this conversation started.
0: Of course. Like, what... God, I fucking hate career politicians. <laughs> yeah, this so, probably this isn't the platform. Yeah. I'm sorry. God's keep my mouth shut. But fucking fuck yeah. you, dude, if that's your job. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. That's it. That's uh, no, all I it's, answer. It's fine. But so, seriously, yeah. It's just like, okay, I worked at GameStop for two years. That's not a lot, but it was a fucking eternity, okay, <laughs> in retail. Grand Theft Auto 5, five. came yeah, out when I worked there, yeah. okay? I'm all for it. I played San Andreas when I was a kid and fucking Vice City me and too. all that shit. Yeah. Ran into the nightclub club and threw a Molotov and all of people. <laughs> yes, it's like, I get it, okay? Yeah. I experienced that thing. But like kids were coming in like, let me buy Grand Theft Auto 5. And the parents like, should my kid buy or not buy yeah, this Yeah, we game? talked about this a little it's bit before. It's just me it. in a yeah. position to where like, I have to be like, well you can fuck a prostitute in first person (laughs) and and they're just like oh okay (laughs) not that that little kid's gonna do that but like I feel like I should just say something yeah
1: that's a strange I I worked in a movie theater so I got that too with R-rated movies where like have you seen this movie is it appropriate for X-Age and I was like I don't know your kid or what your yes what your parenting thing is because honestly
0: when that shit came out for the new generation you could like when you play GTA 5 in first person it is oh it changes everything it is like just going First somebody came out with and like stabbing a knife them or something. Stabbing, yeah. yeah, or it's, just shooting them. It's like yeah. I feel like I'm like holy shit. Yeah. I start thinking about like what happened to the code. did the code yeah. have an afterlife? What's so going on like, the yeah, like I don't know what your value system <laughs> yes. is. Yeah. Who was i saying. I picture this guy. The same thing. Like, yeah, he sees Anderson some spine skull ripped out. I'm pretty sure yeah. that was one of the original was, fatalities, right? Was, yeah. yeah, where he like fucking rips out the spine. And it's mm-hmm. like he sees this, and he's kind of like, "What the fuck?" He's yeah. just, he obviously works for the state government, so he's like, "You know what?"
1: That poor nine year old. I bet he didn't get that game for Christmas. It's the real victim of the story.
0: Yeah. Yo, all right. Moment of silence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. So it wasn't long after this that groups began to form and rally with a full spearhead campaign being launched against the game companies right before the 1993 holiday buying season. So this is, these at the titles, same time, they spent ten titles, million dollars. Yeah. No, they spent that before. Okay. So like, so the funny thing is our timeline is it's like the arcade version comes out in '92. Yeah. Then in Sega announces all these home ports in early '93. Then in summer of 93, Sega introduces their rating system. Yeah. These games come out. I think all these games were barely out for a month. I think they're around September. And then around October, right when like buying, like, you know, like, yeah, Yeah. that's when like this thing comes out. They all come out seeing blood in their eyes. This campaign, of course, being led by none other than our guy Joe, along with other Wisconsin Senator Herb Cole. The hey, they're, ripping out, they're ripping out yeah, spines over here. The- hey, we
0: should do something about this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that is, I think, where we are going to leave our first episode today. We're going to do three parts here. You think Stephen Avery played the combat? opening chapter? <laughs> 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 and we're going to get some good stuff. So, next week, we're going to get into the console war stuff because Nintendo and Sega. They were at each other's throats. Like, like, The funny thing is, like I mentioned that that Sega writing systems, right? Yeah. Nintendo was really furious about that. They were real critical of that. Like Their marketing director at the time, Peter Main, he was like, this is all for sales. This is to make your games more enticing. Like, that's it, kind of
0: fucked up, because it wasn't, I don't think. I don't think so it either. It seemed like it was a reaction that's, to... That's but a, they they both side, sniped
1: at each other pretty hard. It's a side
0: effect. It's a side yeah, effect. Yeah, it is a, a side, side effect. effect. That, that's yeah. just like the
2: uh, parental advisory yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's like, You can try to warn parents all you want, but kids are going to want to play violent games. That's what kids won't do. (laughs) Absolutely. That's what I did. they kill digital people and they burn shit. Which one do you want them to do for more? For sure.
0: Dude, I did when her. I play GTA V, I definitely dump gasoline on every person I murder and set their corpse on fire. I, yeah, just to be safe. You could have dumped gasoline in your backyard and set that on fire and which one would have been worse for your parents? You ever blow, <laughs> you ever blow <laughs> containers of hairspray? In all fairness, my grandfather gave me and my brother Ninja Stars when we were very young. Okay, <laughs> I so. had k- I cards.
1: <laughs> like I think I had a friend who had cards that were razor blades. Holy <laughs> shit. I, I just, I remember like sitting in my cards? grandfather's
0: house throwing ninja stars at a piece of plywood. I'm seven or eight, dude. <laughs> my, I wouldn't give my nephew a fucking plastic ninja star. I wouldn't stars. give any no. of you ninja, ninja stars right now. My, <laughs>
2: I got a Nerf gun and I shot my sister with it a lot. And then my parents took it away. Oh. And then my grandfather tried to teach me how to play golf because apparently that's the thing kids should do. It, and then I accidentally hit my sister in the face with a golf club so which one was worse
1: I had, so like, I had obviously water guns and nerf guns and pellet guns and all this stuff cap guns but the best one was I had a gun that shot hot wheel cars down a track and if you just pulled the track part off, you could just fire hot wheel like, <laughs> fucking metal cars around the house so that's, that's incredible yeah so it's like I remember being in my backyard be like, <laughs> and hitting my friend in the back of the head by accident that's great. It's like alright
0: alright well it's, yeah. let's let's but yeah yeah later. we're
1: going to open our next part with the first congressional hearing which is going to be great and uh, we're going to get into some console war stuff so tune back in, please, next week because it's brilliant. If you thought everything we were saying today was dumb, yeah, <laughs> wait till you wait till we get in it. But uh, do you want to plug some stuff for us and then we'll you want me we'll end to do it? Uh,
2: Whichever
1: one of you guys, up to you, Follow
2: man. us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Hot Button Cast. This is stuff. Uh, you're obviously already listening to it. I don't know through what service, but you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, mm-hmm. Spotify, Stitcher. Like and subscribe, smash that like really button. Really helps me out. <laughs> Leave a review. Leave Leave a review on. We've, on already, we've
1: already got so many running gags on this thing that I think we. Oh yeah,
2: Fortnite's out, so <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our personal twitters. I'm. I'm pretty Aust- sure
1: it comes up twice that I want that someone's gonna beat me to death with the GameCube.
0: <laughs> I'm
2: at. <Austin. laughs> I don't
1: remember. <laughs> Cut me off. So I'm at right, Austin right, Blakesley.
0: Right. I'm Chris I something.
1: I'm Restart Randy. <laughs> Don't dox me when we somber. do a gamer game episode. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Don't say that. that yeah, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, take care.